So your doctor walks in and says, well, it's looking like your baby's pretty big. We better go ahead and get you booked for your induction so the baby will fit through. He hands you some paperwork, says, congratulations, it's almost time to meet your baby. And you're left sitting there like a deer in headlights. What just happened? What's next? How come he didn't tell you more? How come you didn't get to ask any questions? You just experienced the norm in maternity care. You're told what's going to happen, not informed and asked what you would like to do. So how do you get to give informed consent or informed denial in this culture? Let's dig in and see what we can find out. Are you a Christian woman yearning for a beautiful, joyful pregnancy and birth with a focus on God, not medical tests? Are you worried the birth you want isn't possible and you're tired of being treated like an accident waiting to happen? Hey mama, I'm Lori, host of Your Birth, God's Way. I'm a certified nurse midwife now, but I wasn't always. After working for nearly 20 years in the broken maternity system, I too was in your shoes wondering how I could have the birth I wanted and that I felt God meant for me to have. I found a secret that has actually been known since the beginning of time. God's way is the best way. Spoiler alert, God made us and our babies and he knows us best. He designed us perfectly for pregnancy, birth, and nourishing our babies after birth if we work with his design and not against it. In this podcast, you'll learn how to be healthy and have joy during this time of life that will be over before you know it. So if you're ready to reclaim your birth and your babies for his glory, go turn on a few episodes of Bluey for that little one on your hip so you can put the focus back on you for a few minutes with me. It's review time, my favorite time. Today, I've got a review here from Picture Us 18 She left this back in November, and I just want to thank her so much for leaving me this review. You guys, your reviews encourage me so much, and today is my birthday. So if you have not already, the best birthday present you could give me is to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick five-star written review. Just click that fifth star down in the writer review section and then type in a few words to tell me what you think about the podcast. It encourages me so much. And you might just hear your review read right here like whatever picture us's real name is. (laughs) She says, as my third baby is over halfway cooked, By the way, I said those kind of things too. My baby was half cooked. (laughs) As my baby is over halfway cooked and I'm preparing for my third natural birth, this podcast has informed me more than I could have thought. I love how it is faith-based and leans into trusting our bodies and trusting God during the process. A much-needed find that I wish I had for my first two. Well, I wish you had had this for your first two as well. But at least you've got it now, and I'm glad that you have it now, and I hope that it makes all the difference for you in your pregnancy. Again, if you haven't left me a review, go leave me one. Be a great birthday present, and I've got a birthday present for you from me at the end of the show. So hang in there and see what that's all about, okay? So there is really no risk-free scenario in life. Nothing is 100% safe. You might just be walking to the mailbox and a drunk driver could hit you on their way home. You might be checking out at the grocery store, and somebody hits the gas instead of the brakes and comes right through the front window and hits you. There is risk everywhere. It's one reason why you really got to make sure that you're right with God at all times, because you never know when your time's coming, right? 
That's not the main point of this episode, but I just always want to throw that in there. I always want to keep you focused on the big thing, the main thing, and that is eternal salvation. I do digress a little bit, but I will always digress to try to keep you focused on your eternal salvation. At any rate, birth is no different. The key is deciding what risks you're okay with taking on and which ones you'd rather not take on. Let's think about an example. Let's say you're scared to drive a car. You know it's dangerous. You know that on the interstate, you can get a lot of places much faster, but you're also traveling at higher speeds. Now, while an accident is unlikely, if it does happen, it will likely be worse because of the speed involved. Back roads, on the other hand, are slower, maybe a little bit windier, and usually have less traffic, but the trip's going to be longer. You'll get to see more scenery, but you won't get to your destination for a longer period of time. There's also less chance of having an accident since there's less traffic. So in this scenario, you have to choose which option is better for you and which risks you prefer because both carry risk. Now let's look at a birth example. Let's say you're 39 weeks. You find out your baby is in the breech position. You have two choices. Your first choice is that you can find a birth attendant who is comfortable and skilled in attending vaginal breech birth. Vaginal breech birth carries risks albeit less than the world tends to make you think and less than it implies. But so does the other option, a C-section. You listen to the risks and benefits of both routes and you decide which set of risks is best for you, which ones you are willing to take on. You weigh the options and you make your choice, then you own the choice. You made it on your own accord having a full set of information, both pros and cons for each side. Now, there is a very good chance that this type of consent, this type of information, where you're getting all that you need to know, there's a good chance that's not going to happen if you're giving birth at a hospital. Oh, they'll call it informed consent. piece of paper may even say informed consent at the top, but it isn't really. Not being able to give truly informed consent is actually the reason that I left my last hospital job as a nurse. I figured out that I was really in a lose-lose situation. I felt like if I gave my patients true informed consent, if I really talked to them about the real risks of the medications that I was giving them as part of the standard orders, that there was a very good chance they were just going to get up and go back home. And in this case, I'm mainly talking about people who would come in for induction. If I really went over the risks of the medications that we use for induction, there was a good chance they were going to say no. But on the other hand, if I didn't really go over the full risks and benefits and they went along with the treatment blindly, and then they had a bad outcome, and their case ended up going to court, there was no way I was going to be able to say that I didn't know what could have possibly happened. And yet I felt trapped and unable to tell them what could possibly happen. I was in a lose-lose situation 
over informed consent. And I knew that if I went with the first option of doing the right thing, telling people the true risks, once I understood them, because for many, many years, I really didn't understand them. But once I came to the point that I understood the risk that these medications carried, if I informed my patients that they were going to leave, and then my bosses were going to wonder why my patients all left and I would be losing them money. And hospitals don't like to lose money, so I would lose my job. I decided that I couldn't stay in that position, and I decided that hospital nursing in labor and delivery was not going to work for me anymore. My conscience just could not carry it anymore. Now, I don't want to say that people who don't give you truly informed consent don't have consciences. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just that very often they're not really thinking about it either. They're just going along with protocols and they truly believe in what they're doing. The way it works is that they usually tell you what they're going to do. You know, they walk in and tell you they're going to give you this medicine or that medicine for this reason or that reason. They might ask you if you want to do it, but if they do, they're going to likely gloss over what's actually happening and they're going to leave out the bad parts and the alternatives because they're really just carrying out their protocol to move on to the next thing. And true informed consent gives you all of the risks, all of the benefits, and all of the alternatives so that you can kind of get a full picture of what's going on, what could potentially happen, and maybe what could be done instead. In order for you to get the truly informed consent, you're going to have to do some legwork to find out what's really going on because very likely they're not going to just volunteer the information. Maybe not intentionally. Maybe they just don't have time. Maybe they've never really even thought about it, but you still have a right to that information. So let's talk about some ways that you can get the information you need to either give consent or to deny your consent to whatever thing, medicine, procedure, fill in the blank that they're wanting to do. Number one, and I really, really think that everyone should do this. Ask for copies of all hospital paperwork several months before your guest date. Several months, not just a few days, but several months. The reason for this is that it will, this will allow you the time you need to read over everything when you're not in labor, because newsflash, labor is not the time to think about pretty much anything. Ideally, all decisions have been made by the point that you're in labor. Your birth plan's been decided. You've got to know what to put on it. You need information for that. All of this points you back to taking a lot of time, again, as I've said so many times, to making sure you're making a good choice on your birth attendant and location way back on the front end. But what you'll find out from that hospital paperwork will fully inform what you want to decide for your birth and what needs to be in that birth plan. Because if there are things in that hospital paperwork that you know you don't want, you're going to need to take extra time to make sure that you're talking about it in your birth plan. And that's going to inform what needs to be put on it. If you're thinking during labor, you're not laboring well. Okay. And this is why waiting until you get to the hospital for labor is too late. Once you're there, if you're in labor and you start having to think critically, you start having to answer questions and make decisions, 
the part of your brain that you really need to be shut off so that you can labor functionally is going to be actually shut on. There are parts of our brain that do subconscious work, and that's the part of your brain that you really need to be working during labor. You can't be answering questions. You can't be interacting on a normal level. All of those things work against you being able to labor normally and naturally. When animals in the wild are in labor, they go off by themselves to an area where they can be undisturbed. If something comes up on them that threatens them or Even just something comes up on them that they are not aware of what it is and they're having to stop and figure it out. They can shut off their labor for a day or two, maybe longer, so that they can flee to an area of safety. It's a part of our brains that protects us and protects our young. It is intrinsically put in us by God. This story happens in every labor room, in every hospital in America and most other countries as well. If you are in a zone where you need to be to be able to labor and someone walks in that you don't know and starts asking you questions, your brain shuts back on, your labor shuts off because your brain has determined it's not really safe for me to keep giving birth right now. So you can see how it is really hard to have a labor in a hospital that works functionally because you got people coming in and out all the time. The best way to manage this, though, is to make sure that as many questions as possible that require a higher level of thinking have all been answered ahead of time so that you won't be having to answer the questions during your labor. As you're going over this paperwork, go over each point of the consent forms, of the policies, everything. Go over each point, and if you have questions, ask them now. Don't assume it'll be okay and that it can wait. Ask them now. Call the labor floor. Ask your doctor. Ask your midwife. Whomever needs to be asked. Get your answers now. Another point to this paperwork. You do not have to give blanket consent. Almost always you're going to get a really long form with tiny print. And they're going to want you to initial each line and then sign at the bottom. And you're giving blanket consent for them to do all those things on that paper and anything else they decide you need. You do not have to give that type of consent. You can write in that they need to consult with you or with your husband with each and every procedure. But you're going to need to make sure that your husband is 100% on board and knows what you want so that you don't have to do much discussing when these issues come up. But you can absolutely decide not to give blanket consent. And I encourage you not to give blanket consent because those blanket consent forms where you just kind of sign at the bottom, there's a line in there somewhere that basically says they can do whatever they deem necessary. And while sometimes that might be for your good, Sometimes it won't be, and it needs to be decided on a case-by-case basis. So that's a big one. Make sure you get that paperwork ahead of time with plenty of time ahead to go through it all when you're not in labor. Now, on to number two. Once you are there and you are in labor, if you don't understand something, you have every right to ask 
They should not treat you badly. They should not be condescending to you. They should not be ugly to you because you want to have more information. What should you ask? Well, if they present some medication to you or procedure to you, you can ask, what are the risks of that thing? What are the benefits if you have that thing done or if you receive that medication? What are the alternatives, meaning what are other things you could do instead of this thing to get the same benefits? And number four, what happens if we wait an hour? Can we wait an hour? Hint, if it can wait, it isn't needed. Very often they will come in with an urgency in their voice that something needs to be done. But if you ask them what happens if we wait an hour and they say, well, we can just reassess then or it's no big deal, guess what? It's an unnecessary intervention. Just keep that in mind. Number three, remember that no thank you is a complete answer. You do not have to go along with protocol if it isn't what's best for you or even if you just don't want it. Make sure that you understand the procedure or the medication. Make sure you get all that information we've just talked about. And then make the best decision for you. Forget what's best for the staff. Forget their list of to-dos of the things they have to get done. Forget all that. They're going home at the end of the day. Regardless, this is just their job. This is your life. This is your birth. This is your labor. And the wrong decision here could have lasting consequences on you in a way that it will not have consequences for them. You're the one that has to own the consequences, whether they're good or bad. So you have to decide for you what is best. So you've got to gather the information, preferably long before labor, as we talked about, for each thing that might come up and decide which risks you're okay with. Now, how in the world can you gather all this information we're talking about for all the possible situations that you need to be able to give informed consent or informed denial? Well, it's hard. In a world where you ought to just be able to go into labor and have your baby in God's time without interference, all you get is people trying to put the process on their own schedule full of interference. Unfortunately, you have to do the legwork to learn what you need to know to make the best choices. But that's why I made the Your Birth God's Way online Christian childbirth education course. It's to give you all that essential information that you need to fully know your options and to understand them so that you can make the best choices for you and your baby. There's really nothing that I don't cover in there. But... If there's something you feel you didn't get enough information about, you also get the chance to submit your questions and have me answer them live. This course has everything you need to make an informed, faith-led pregnancy and birth so that you can focus on growing your relationship with God and your baby, not on worrying about the broken maternity system. So if you want to be that mom that walks into birth prepared with her head held high Head over to yourbirthgodsway.com slash replay course to learn more. 
Now, here's the part where I tell you about the birthday present that I'm giving you because today's my birthday and on my birthday, I've decided to give you a present. I am extending the sale that I told you about last week. I'm going to extend it till this Friday. This Friday, which is the, let's see, today's the 12th, so 13th, 14th, 15th. Now through Friday, December 15th, you can get 10% off my course with code B-Day, B-D-A-Y, because it's my birthday and that's what I made the code be. <laughs> Let's celebrate together by you getting all this information at a discount. That's how much I love y'all. I want to give you presents for my birthday. And by the way, that code is also good for the midwife and me power hour sessions. So if you need to sit down one-on-one -on -one with me to discuss some situation going on in your pregnancy or maybe to put together a birth plan or to talk through some situation, you can also get 10% off of those with that same code B-D-A-Y. And the link for that is the second link down in the show notes. You can go click on that and that'll take you over to sign up for a midwife and me power hour session. Thank you guys so much, and I will talk to you again right back here next week. Real quick, if today's episode blessed you in any way, would you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick five-star written review? It'll take you less than a minute, but it's the best thank you you can give me, and it will help my show to reach more mamas just like you so we can all find God's best for our families. I'll see you right back here in a few days.